things get sexy today because we are discussing the power of routine. I know, I know, I just lost most of you, but I will challenge. Keep listening because, man, today routine saved my life. And if you give it a chance, I think it might just be able to do the same for you. Welcome to the It Just Is podcast. I am your host, Michael Smalley, and thanks for joining me. You know, if you're interested, if you like the podcast, I know I've I've recorded one week of shows, but if you want to support it, if you want this stuff to keep going, head on over to smalleyinstitute.com and you can actually sign up as a podcast member or a VIP member and you get to watch these uh, daily podcast recordings live. And then every single time when I'm done, we just hang out for a while and you get to ask your questions. You can keep it about the topic of the day or you can ask me anything about your life. You can confess, you can share testimonies, you can get encouragement and support, all of that through a podcast or VIP membership, which you can check out at smalleyinstitute.com. Now, the axiom of the day. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Pretty straightforward. That's a good one, especially for today, since we're going to be talking about routine. And if you're wondering what the heck is an axiom, uh, listen to some of the previous episodes that defined that. But it's part of, you know, I have 18 of these axioms that I've kind of saved and included in the Rise Step Study program, which is 12 Steps to Freedom from Signature Sin Through Jesus Christ. It's a really good study. Uh, it's the, the main thing that I do now in ministry. I've integrated it with all the work I do with couples and within the intensive program as well in my virtual coaching and so there's 18 of them. You get all of them in that rise step study, but nothing changes if nothing changes. I think it's just kind of, that's what I love about these axioms. They just stand alone. I don't really have to explain it. So I'm curious if you're familiar with the term a 90 in 90. I know I wasn't. When I first heard about a 90 in 90, it was Dr. Rick Marks in April of 2022, who was kind of the first person to suggest that maybe you've become an alcoholic. So a part of my story, which again, you can li listen to some of the previous episodes. I, you know, one of my signature sins is escaping and not wanting to deal with pain and wanting just to go away. And I did that for many, many years by, through an addiction of overeating. So an addiction to food and then I got that solved in 2018 and dove headfirst right into alcohol and, and practically drank myself to death over the course of two and a half years of my life. And it was Dr. Rick Marks who said, look, man, you might want to consider, and the Holy Spirit confirmed it practically instantly for me. And so as I finished my time with, with Rick at that in, in, in April of 2022, he suggested that 
if I'm gonna, you know, he, he's an addiction specialist and an expert. And he's like, look, AA is great, but here's the truth. If it's really going to work, you got to start with a 90 and 90. And, and actually the next episode on the podcast, I'm going to really unpack exactly what a 90 and 90 is. But for today, as I mentioned in the introduction, routine is really what a 90 and 90 did for me. Is it, 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 It's the first time I got consistent with a healthy routine. So a 90 and 90 is an AA term, which basically means 90 meetings in 90 days. So the challenge is to hit 90 meetings in 90 days. And that's what Rick suggested that I start my own personal journey in AA in. And I'll be honest, when he said it, I threw up a little bit in my mouth. I did because I was nearly 50 years old and had never done anything in my life for 90 straight days. It does not bring me pleasure to share this information. It's humiliating. And to publicly admit that, you know, I I hadn't brushed my teeth 90 times in 90 days. I hadn't taken a shower 90 times in 90 days. I don't even, I'm sure because of my international travels, I hadn't gone to the bathroom 90 times in 90 days. That that is easily one of my signature sins is lack of consistency. Oh, I mean I'm even struggling now. The the most consistent thing I'm doing right now is this podcast. And so to to stay on track for any period of time for me is a nightmare. It's it I mean, I have all sorts of things working against me. I have sin working against me. I have ADD working against me. And I just have my general personality. There's some wonderful things about me. I'm spontaneous, energetic, motivational, all these things. But that doesn't necessarily scream someone who's going to be overly consistent in life. So how did a 90 and 90 save mine? Well, in a word, routine. All of these things that I just described, my ADD, my personality, this signature sin, frankly, of inconsistency, has been a lifelong struggle for me. But on July 8, 2022, I actually successfully accomplished my own 90 and 90. And, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but... I did end up actually with 94 meetings in 90 days. That's right. But here's what it did for me, this routine, this consistency. It changed my entire outlook on life. Before, I would look at a daily routine or the the idea of a daily routine as monotonous and boring and religiously pharmaceutical. I was judgmental, critical, and you know, ugh, bad people do things on a regular basis. This is how sick my inconsistency goes in my life. But what I now believe and continue to experience, because I've, I don't know, I'm losing count now, but I'm, I'm a good solid 17, 18 months into sobriety from alcohol, which 
again, you could imagine for someone like me, good Lord, I haven't, I haven't experienced freedom like that from any major problem in my life ever. So I'm, I'm continuously day after day in world record territory for myself. But what I now believe and continue to experience as a healthy daily routine is a foundation for living a healthy life. So if you're anything like me, right, i.e. terrible at routine, take heart and trust the program. And, and I want to just say, when I say trust the program, at some point, you have to submit yourself to something. Now, I'd recommend you submit yourself to God, but then you also need somebody here on earth that you just listen to, that you trust. No one's perfect. I get it. But there's good people like Dr. Rick Marks. He said, you're an alcoholic. All right. I'll trust you on that. Okay, then you need to start going to A. All right, I'll do it. And you need to start with a 90 and 90. It's okay, done. Even though I threw up a little bit in my mouth, I thought, I got to do this. And I did. And it rescued me from the terrible consequences of alcoholism. But it was that first day of my journey where I was utterly terrified. I mean, I can vividly remember There's just thinking, there's no way I can do 90 straight days of meetings. It's just, it's not going to happen. And when I encourage you to trust the program, the truth behind the words that I'm saying this morning is to trust God. Somehow, some way, God makes it happen. For me, it was the morning of my second day pursuing the 90 and 90. I was in Punta Gorda, Florida. My nerves were shredded. My anxiety was through the roof. And I went despite my feelings, despite my fear, despite my anxiety. I was like, you got to get your butt up and get yourself to a meeting. And what's, you know, what's funny. It's not funny. I don't know why I laughed. That's kind of disturbing and messed up. But man, I, I was like, how many, you know, how am I going to find out? I'm in Punta Gorda, Florida. How many AA meetings are there possibly to attend? And, and I just didn't know. I didn't know how big of an organization and how, how many alcoholics there are in the world that need that daily meeting. And I'll forget opening up the AA meeting finder app. And I was like, great, I'm going to have to drive an hour it's going to be at some creepy person's house, you know, on a farm far away from civilization. I want to get murdered. So I opened it up. I mean, there were probably a hundred meetings within five miles of me. It was, I was like, oh, all right. Well, good. So I literally picked one that was right down the road from the hotel I was staying in. And when I got there, I chose to be really open and honest about my fear. And I shared early on in that meeting that, man, I'm freaking out. I'm on day two of a 90 and 90. And I just realistically, I travel for a living. I've never been consistent. I just opened up. I didn't say, I'm going to do it. And I, I didn't think I was going to do it at that time. I was trusting the program and I was trusting the Lord, but 
man, I just, there's nothing in my life that I'd ever done that would tell me, hey, you got this, buddy. It was nothing but failure in this area. And I really didn't even think much about sharing on that morning. But deep down, I knew I needed to confess my concerns about succeeding. Look, I can't predict how or when God will help you overcome your fears, anxieties, and worries. But here's what I can do. I can assure you that he will. I mean, it's just, it's a promise. So during the morning meeting, a fellow sojourner, a fellow sufferer, you know, I'd shared. And so at the end of the meeting, he came up to me, he goes, listen, man, I felt exactly the same way you're feeling today when I started my own 90 and 90. You and I are very similar people. I just want to make sure that you hear this out loud today. Remember, it's 90 meetings in 90 days. So you can double up, triple up, quadruple up on days that you have the time. Find more than one meeting and attend. That way you can sort of have a a little bit of a cushion when if you're traveling or you get somewhere and you just can't make it to a meeting on that day, you can trust that the bank of meetings, when you double and triple and quadruple up, is going to help you, man. You can do it. It's 90 meetings in 90 days. And in an instant, my anxiety, the fear, the worry, all of it vanished. God provided me with exactly what I needed, basically on my first morning. I found a pretty helpful article on the importance of routine, because that's really what, you know, again, I, I said tomorrow's episode will be really going deep, taking a deep dive in in what a 90-90 is and, and sort of how I've adapted that 90 and 90 idea from AA to this RISE step study. So again, the RISE step study is about signature sin. Look, every one of you listening has a problem, has a very significant problem with sin. And some of your sin, I guarantee you, is totally raging out of control. And, you know, you you hear it at the end of every podcast, keep coming back because it works if you work it. So I'll get into that more tomorrow, but for today, I'm just going to continue sticking here with this idea of why is routine so helpful? And one of the best articles I found on routine, and somehow I've lost who wrote it. So I know I have it somewhere. I don't know how it got lost uh, when I put it in the course. But routine, I know, and, and if you're like, again, if, you, if you're that carefree, fun, flowing personality, I know it sounds horrid, but a routine can be anything from simply drinking coffee in the morning to a 30-minute meditation, stretching routine. A routine is not, and here's five things that a routine is not. A routine does not have to be. It is not a four-hour-long experience every single day. Now, look, if if somehow you can pull off effectively, routinely, a four-hour thing that you do every day to wake up, all right, go for it. Most of us, no way. 
So it don't don't get caught up. It's not a four-hour-long thing. It is not a minute-to-minute schedule of your day. That is not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about routine. Routine is not the same for everyone. But also, a routine is not irregular or once in a while. That Okay, that's not a routine. Routine is daily. And a routine is not a negative contribution to your life. Pay attention to that one. So I'm not talking about developing a routine around doing heroin every morning at 7.15 a.m. No, that would negatively contribute to your life. Routine is not drinking alcohol every day. Routine is not being destructive. Routine is not being angry every day. Routine is not being out of control, codependent every day. That is not the kind of routine. It's something that is healthy. So what is a routine? A routine is a regular action or series of actions. A routine that I'm talking about is unique to your needs and desires. So this healthy routine has to meet a need for you. And frankly, one of my biggest needs of routine was consistency. That was one of the biggest blessings of finally taking this idea of having a healthy routine set up that I'm consistent about in my life uh, has continued to change me, actually. A routine is subject to tweaks when necessary. So... There's a really cool daily devotional that I have in the Rise Step Study that I developed during my time in AA and then afterwards and then developing the, you know, kind of editing and changing that 12-step that lifestyle to, to fit a model of signature sin, overcoming signature sin. And, and so there's times where that morning routine involves that very specific devotional time that I have where there's meditation, there's scripture reading, there's reading from a devotional or some other book and uh, this whole gratitude journal in it. It's really good. And we'll have a whole show on that routine as well. But a healthy routine involves tweaks when you need to tweak it. So sometimes you might need to just mix it up. The key is that you're doing it every day. And then obviously A healthy routine involves a positive contribution to your life. It's making you better. It's doing something healthy every single day. So what does a healthy routine look like for you? What can you start doing on a daily basis to contribute to your success? Well, Here's five sort of, these are five different kinds of things that healthy people do on a daily basis, right? So honestly, you'll want to include these in whatever you're doing because people that are succeeding, people that are positively changing their life, these are kind of the five most consistent things that they're doing. Number one, they, they, are early risers. They get up early. 
So waking up with the sun is scientifically proven to help anticipate problems, increase productivity, it helps with sleep problems, and it boosts optimism. So if you're one of those people that's like, ah, not really morning, become a morning person. Get over it. It really does make a positive impact on your life if you're just willing to get your butt up and wake up early and do some healthy stuff. So that's number one. Number two, a healthy daily routine is going to include meditation. Every single person this, this author surveyed, every one of them included meditation in their daily routine. Whether they use guided meditation with an app, read pages from sobriety literature, or practice yoga and stretching, everyone makes meditation a part of their daily routine. You might be thinking, well, I'm not sane enough to sit down for 10 minutes and not go crazy. Well, this author thought the same thing. Fortunately, meditation comes in all shapes and sizes. Some people use journaling as a form of meditation, while others go for a walk in the brisk morning air or sit outside with a cup of coffee and even a cigarette and listen to the sounds of nature. As your healthy time develops, so will your meditation. And meditation was a scary thing for me because my brain is a hard thing to shut down. So I actually have in the Rise Step study, I have some some apps that I've used that I really found very, very helpful. So your meditation time might start at 30 seconds. It's a skill. You can grow it. You can get better at it. You can improve. So don't worry about, you know, starting off like Gandhi. Yeah, I don't even know if he was a great meditator, but. That was the first name that popped into my head. You'll get better at it. You just got to start somewhere. I don't care if it's 10 seconds. Do it for 10 seconds. It'll it'll improve. Why? Because, well, that's what God does. Number three, every single day they call a mentor. So no matter what you do in life, having a mentor is a great tool. They help you learn how to live life by sharing their experiences. The majority of healthy people this guy surveyed, call their mentor, call their mentor at the same time every day. I mean, this, you know, it doesn't have to be mandatory. Maybe your mentor is like, look, I don't want you calling me every day. So maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's twice a week. Whatever it is, it's helpful. So whether you've had a great day or an off day, it's nice to share those experiences with someone who's been in your shoes. Number four, so these are, again, these are kind of daily practices of really healthy people. Call or text at least three people a day. And who you call or text, by the way, is important. So pick three people who you just met, you've known for a while, or people you want to get to know. And it may sound super intimidating to some of you. But go for it. Don't delay. The author shares how he is yet to get off the phone after calling a fellow fellow sojourner in life and, and then regret calling them, right? It's like, all right, I'm glad I did that. I know there's times for me where a good friend will pop up and, and especially it's in those times where I might be struggling or I might be sad might be down for some reason, and then all of a sudden God's like, okay, here's a friend. 
and it's still amazing. I know the benefits of this, but I'll still look at the look at the phone and see the caller ID and be like, ah, oh, I love this person, but they just don't want to talk to you anymore. And I just I ignore it and I I answer it. The other literally this just happened to me a few days ago. And I almost clicked, you know, decline. And I'm so thankful I did. It was like an hour later is when we finally hung up and it was so encouraging. And then number five, you got to have a home group. So you've got to have a group of people that you meet with consistently. And again, it could be every day, especially if you're struggling with an addiction to some kind of a substance early on, it would be great. If it's alcohol, I would tell you, basically, you absolutely need to start and find a home group meeting at church or at an AA group, could be a worship group, whatever it is, meditation, yoga, just having a place to go weekly is both comforting and helpful. And at first, all the faces in the group might seem unfamiliar and it could feel overwhelming, but as the weeks go by, you'll start recognizing these people. And week after week, a few people are they're going to come up and they're going to introduce themselves. And you're going to start developing friendships with people that are feeling the same way you are and who want to be good and want to be healthy and want to break free from some ridiculous issue or problem that's wreaking havoc in their life. You're going to start having friendships with like-minded people. And a home group is going to help keep you accountable in your journey. It's going to be someone to go, hey, what are you doing? Or, hey, where have you been? I've missed seeing you. Accountability is a wonderful thing with a home group. To have people who actually care about you check in on you. This kind of support, I'm telling you, it is priceless. And it's fundamental to staying healthy. Okay. So... Remember, if you're a fan, if you want daily live coaching every morning, it, hey, this podcast membership or VIP membership, this could be part of your healthy routine. Just saying, think about it. Head on over to smalleyinstitute.com, become a stay classy podcast member, or join the VIP. It's a little bit. The VIP membership gives you 30 minutes a month that you can schedule on your own time with me of live, private, one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I have a link to that right here in the podcast notes. So whatever you're listening with, you can click in the show, the show notes for today and you can find out that membership. You can cancel it anytime. It's really risk-free. Give it a shot. And hey, Let's be honest, you'll help me out a little bit. Well, I'll close this again, like I will every episode, with the serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Your will, not ours, be done. And remember, keep listening. Why? Because it really does work if you work it.